I have actual. I have. I have two stories for you today, James. Two. Two whole stories. That should take up the whole podcast. <laughs> Indeed. So the first one is uh, more of a a warning oh. for people out there because as we've discussed in this show before, yeah. Whilst I may have a bit of paper that says I did clever things at university, mm-hmm. I lack a lot of common sense. This is true. <laughs> Thanks. On Saturday, <laughs> oh, wait, no, sorry, what? Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> On Saturday, I got a, a text, yeah, purporting to be from Virgin Media. Oh no! Hold on, hold on, hold on, right? Uh, the 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 text came in the same chain as my regular Virgin Media texts. Oh, well, at least clearly Huawei thought that it was yeah, from yeah, yeah, you got the Virgin, yeah, <laughs> as opposed to just fake Virgin. And uh, this text message, which was all spelled correctly, said, "Hi there, we've uh, you've we failed to pre-authorize your direct debit. Please click here to uh, change your details." Ooh. So, because I have literally ten days ago changed my direct debit, yeah, they time it well. I thought, oh, okay, well, clearly something didn't go didn't go right there. So, click the link. Yeah. Which was virgin.mediamonthly.com, which again mm-hmm, did not mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. anything of. And of course, then, James, I went onto the site, logged in with an email and password, which is no. my actual Virgin password, filled in my no. home address, email address, phone number, date of birth, uh, mother's no, maiden name. No, 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 no. And only <laughs> on the second page where it said, hey, What's your credit card details and your sort code and account number? I thought, yeah, right. at least you didn't give them that. Hold on a second. But by then, it was too late. And I realized... <laughs> by then, you'd committed. So you decided to follow through with the scam. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was only then I realized that on that first homepage, I could have typed in anything, any yep. email address, any password, and it would have said, great, yep. you're through, you're in. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. the thing is, and it was so I was so annoyed with myself because I usually you're pretty good at this. Stuff. Usually catch these things. Yeah, it's all right. We all everybody falls for a scam every now and then. And so then I spent genuinely five hours changing, changing my yeah. phone number. So if anyone needs my phone number, holla. It's now different. Oh wow! Change my phone number, which which Virgin can do remotely. High effort. Uh, change my phone number. Change my Virgin passwords. Yeah. Um. And then paid CFAS, who I believe is the crime intervention fraud something yeah. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I pay them, and they put essentially a warning flag on my account anytime anyone tries to take out a loan, including myself. Yes. Take out a loan, apply for a credit card. Basically, it'll flag it and say, hey, is this actually you, or is this the people whose details you stupidly gave, you moron? Yeah, you, you idiot. So, <laughs> you fool. Saturday was a total write-off. Oh, I'm sorry to hear it. That does suck. But it was quite funny, though. Um, it sounds like you you are one of those smart people who uses a different password for everything. Because you, you only Absolutely. change your password in one spot. Imagine if you're one of those people who uses the same password on every single... Uh, website and account, and then you realize I've just fallen for a password scam. Well, see, for me, I, I change the passwords. My, my passwords are all formula, so they're all different for every different website. Me too, me too. But they, they, they follow a, a distinct pattern, so if you're clever enough to figure out the pattern, then you could probably figure them all out. Yeah, yeah, true. If you get if you get fished and really find a couple passwords, they might put one on one together. I, I tend to believe that scammers don't actually look at the databases, that they like to just have things go automatic, so I think you're safe. But, you know, password managers do exist if anybody does feel a bit like they need one. They're very good things, password managers. The vulnerability goes from your password to your person. I did have a couple of thoughts after it, you know, in the aftermath of feeling like an idiot. The first one was, I'm just going to go full on Liam Neeson and Taken. Ah, yeah, yeah, And yeah. track these people down. Suddenly you've got a daughter. Smash them in with a baseball bat. <laughs> that was my first thought. And then thought, I have no idea how I would even start doing that. Yeah. The second thought was... If I didn't actually give them any financial information, there's very little incentive for them to actually do anything with my mother's maiden name. No, they wanted to get that page too. Well, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, if I felt brazen or bold enough, I wouldn't have registered for any sort of fraud protection for the next two years, but decided, you know what, better safe than sorry. Yeah, I still have a, a mortgage to pay so. off here. Indeed, indeed. So the the, 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 the less hassle there is, the, the better, I think. You caught yourself before it got too rough, 
but it is a shame to have filled in that page one. Indeed. Okay, James, I'm going to save my uh, second story for later when it ties into the world of TV and, and movies. Oh, boy. So let me ask, James, how are you? Is, uh, have you been scammed in the past week? In the past week? No. When when my when my phone was up for renewal, my contract was up for renewal, I did get two text messages about it, and I did have to choose which one was the real one. That was a challenge. <laughs> it was the one that wasn't asking me for a whole bunch of information about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been scammed. Uh, nothing's really happened. I got in an altercation with my cat. Now, my cat's an absolute charmer. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> okay, sorry. I thought that was going to say I got in an altercation like with someone on the street or no, I don't with someone house. not wearing a mask, but no, no, no cat. No. My cat. So I went, I, I, I left a plate of biscuits at my desk. There was three biscuits. They're small. We're talking like, we're not talking like a, a plate of three uh, like Twixes or something. Nothing, nothing chocolatey. Right. Uh, I went to, I went downstairs just quick, needed to put the kettle on, came back up and my cat had, had nabbed a biscuit and I couldn't see it. She had, she'd nabbed it and dropped it in the hall um, as she heard me come in, I guess. I'm like, oh no. But she'd made, she'd made a big mess, proper crumbs everywhere. So I grabbed the hoover out. Okay. Start hoovering up the crumbs because I'm lazy and I didn't want to get a dustpin. And then I, then, then I found where my cat was. My cat was actually just hiding right there and I was just blind. She's terrified of hoovers. Uh, so we had a bit of a fight and I ended up getting really badly bit on my thumb. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. She, she but isn't the cat doesn't she like you or what? Well yeah, but when animals are scared they just go they go wild wild fight time sometimes. And this is what happens. She got a bit of a fright. Um she she got a bit tangled up in, in um in a me and Hoover situation and tried to free herself ferociously. <laughs> right. Okay. My thumb started just spurting. It was a it was a proper bite. I was I was kind of impressed. I, I'm glad she'll stand up for herself in these in these situations. <laughs> so she'll stand up to herself when she's been caught stealing biscuits. Well, yeah, it was her fault overall. But you know, I felt like I was the police at that point. I'd come in with my scary weapons and yeah. cornered her after she'd done something minor, just not even a felony, just a misdemeanor. You know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So I'm glad that she she stood up to me. Okay, well, fair um, enough. She seems to be understanding. We're we're, we're friends again. I was going to say, are you guys on speaking terms still, or yeah, she, feeding terms? She needed a little a little room, and then a couple treats later in the day, and then it was it was right back to snoozing on the lap because it's so cold. Good on Zelda for standing up for herself. I'm proud of her, and good on you guys for still listening to this show, whatever it's to send it into. <laughs> this is Seesaw Parade episode. Two, three, four. There we go. It's a big number. Nice little number for you there. Yeah, it's like a, it's like an average number. It's, it's not, it's not like a round number, so it's not like awful and boring. But it's also I'm, not like in a multiple of eleven, so it's not too interesting. I'm Colin, and he's James. Wait, is it a multiple of eleven? I, I don't know. Discussing the intricacies of episode numbers. This, of course, is the longest-running season one Scottish entertainment slash news podcast. And thank you for being a part of it and to sticking around through all these terrible stories and and remarking to us in person and on Twitter about how interesting you find these things. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with the show, you can do at Parade on Twitter or Parade at gmail.com. Yeah. Send us emails, let us know what's been happening, if you've watched anything, if you have thoughts on anything we've been discussing, if you disagree vehemently with us, then that is the platform, that is your platform. Yeah. To do that. If you're a huge fan of the Tory government, please let us know. I don't think anybody actually is, so it would be cool to find The one. thing is, though, James, people still are. Because these poll numbers that keep coming back every so often from Britain Elects or from Ipsos Mori yeah. consistently show the Tories are still winning, which is oh, yeah, that, I, beyond my comprehension. I, I'm, I'm trying to bait in somebody who's, who's a loud fan so that I can actually ask them some questions about, like, hey... Why do you like them and see if there is a result? Because that's what I really mean. I don't think anybody is a true fan of them because I don't think any any of the people who would vote for them actually know their policies. Right. Okay. Well, on that note, let's move on and talk about American politics instead, which, of course, is a far nicer place and a far saner place with cool heads and calm decision making. Of course. Yes. And Joe Biden. And impeachment. That's probably more important than Joe Biden. But, you know, I thought it's a funnier punchline.
Okay, let's kick off. This is the news that Donald Trump is facing trial in the Senate after becoming the first US president to be charged with misconduct in office for a second time. What a record breaker. So this was after accusations that the mob, which descended on the Capitol building last week and stormed Congress, had been incited by Mr. Trump after his constant repeated claims of election fraud. Yeah, and his speech, which was talking about marching down the avenue and and make, letting them all know what's what and, you know, all those stuff. So the trial will be held after the president leaves office, which is next Wednesday, six days away. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, second time for impeachment for Mr. Trump. And if he's convicted, senators would also have the option to bar him from ever holding public office again. Yeah, and he'd lose his pension. He'd lose his uh, Secret Service. He'd lose his uh, $1 million free travel ticket per year. Um, I imagine they'd still have Secret Service on him anyway because, you know, he's just such a liability. It seems like an important thing to do, to, to not reward him for doing such a bad job by giving him a, a nice little pension and and a bunch of plane rides. Okay, so let's talk about how we got to, to this point, because for him to be convicted of uh, impeachment, I, th- I believe is the correct term. <laughs> for him to be impeached. That's the one. For him to be um, <laughs> convicted of impeachment. Put upon a peach. He needs a two-thirds majority to vote in favour yes. well, to convict yeah. him. Which means at least 17 Republicans would have to vote with the Democrats. It's a lot. In the 100-seat chamber. It's a lot. You need a lot of Republicans to suddenly have more of a backbone than they had the last time we did this. Yeah. So, so let me ask, James, because we have had, I would say, a handful, maybe half a dozen yeah. Republicans who have come out and said publicly that they would support impeachment, including Mitch McConnell, who is now the minority leader in the Senate. Yeah, indeed. Mitch McConnell trying to grasp onto some dignity again. Um, Mitch, if you're listening, just to remind you, it is too late. If you're doing this for your own political career, it's too late. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate it anyway. His um, hands have actually turned black. I don't know. I don't know what's happening with that guy. Um, like, I wish him well, but I hope he retires for everybody else's sake. Genuine question. Do you think just as of today, which is Thursday afternoon, that there would be enough Republicans who would vote to impeach the president for a second time? Um, I don't think it's going to go through, but it looks like it's going to be closer than I thought. Yep. I thought, hey, they're just going to do the same again. They're going to make it a sham. They're going to have like their one token vote going towards it, and then everybody else will just like body up and do nothing. But we've got McConnell saying, hey, yeah, worth it. Um, and we got others saying that it was worth it. You had some um, um, Republican votes for impeachment in the House itself already. Uh-huh. So they are shifting. I think I think the Republicans, at some level, at least some group of them are realizing that becoming the party of Donald Trump is is not a good thing. And it's not too late to try to not do that. Right. You can undo a little bit of that. And this is, this is maybe their chance. So that's my next question, which is... Do you believe that some Republicans are seeing this as the opportunity to essentially distance themselves from the former Mm. president? Because it has now become the cult of Trump. And and it was going that way for a long time. But last week's week's insurrection was the evidence that we are now in the the full grasp of the cult. Yeah. And it, it, it's either if you're if you're pro Trump then you're a Republican and if you actually are a Republican who doesn't like Trump then clearly you're just a, uh, a democrat or you're in the swamp no, it, or some sort of baseless accusation. A traitor, a traitor. I've seen that. Yeah, a bunch of bunch of people conservative names coming out and being and talking against the uh, against Trump and his actions and against the actions of the rioters and blah blah blah. And they're all getting called traitors now. Um, it is. It's an absolute cult. So hopefully, um, this is the awakening that hey, now is our chance. We've all expected it the whole time. We've all expected that the Republicans were just going to like weakly, with their feeble hands, hold on to Trump <laughs> for as long as they needed to. That would have been another four years if he won. Yep. This wouldn't be going down if like if there happens to be a similar riot when Trump won somehow. If that happened, this wouldn't even be considered. Um, 
but they're, they can let go with their weak little fingers at this point and often decaying fingers at this point um, and try and let Trump sail away and take the Republican Party back. But it it's, it's all us. They're just scamming us. Everything they do is a scam. Every single one of them who votes for this impeachment should have voted for the previous one. Yeah. Um, anybody who in the previous one was like, well, I think he's learned his lesson. They better vote <laughs> for this one because he clearly didn't. Um, I, I'll be following the story. It's going to be interesting to see what names uh, end up on which sides of the arguments. Um, there are certain names who have tied themselves so hard to the to the Trump mask uh-huh. that I, I I really would be surprised if they flipped. We got your 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 cruises and such, who who may as well be also getting impeached, in my opinion. Okay. As for Trump himself, couple of points here. The first one is that. On Wednesday evening, he posted a video to his White House YouTube page. It was about five minutes long, uh, yeah. which was yeah. as un-Trump a video as I've ever seen. He talked you about could tell he was reading. He talked about the unequivocal condemnation of the violence, and anybody who is involved in the violence or vandalism will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. There was none of the previous rhetoric we heard. It was all about. Uh, being on the defensive and attempting to sound presidential. Now, to me, it was very clear that he has been given legal advice that he is or could be held liable for what happened last week, including the five deaths, one of which was a police officer, and the following, uh, also, uh, you may have missed this, a couple of suicides following the unrest at the Capitol, one of which was a, a police officer who was there, and another who was a, a protester who was facing charges. Indeed. So so I believe Trump has been told, you need to do this to cover your own back. Yeah, you got to try and start distancing yourself from it. Again, too late. It's your fault. Um, Trump and others, like Giuliani as well, yep. did his own little speech that people have been posting um, snips off. Um, and they're all trying to pretend that it wasn't their fault just so that maybe they get off easy. But it does actually look like those in charge of prosecuting all this are going to actually try to go in hard. We were kind of hinting that in the previous week that they might not, and it looks like Trump didn't manage to crony his way out of this one. There are enough people in positions of power that that the prosecution end of this is going hard, even if the defense of the Capitol was incredibly soft. In a slight tangent, did you see this week that Kraken lawyer Sidney Powell is being sued by Dominion, who are the company who ran the voting systems, for $1.8 billion. Yeah, that's interesting. It's Great. interesting because her, among many people, were, were, were saying the product was bad in ways that they couldn't prove, and therefore, hey. Also, also accused okay. Hugo Chavez, who's been dead for seven years, <laughs> yeah, the classic. of masterminding the selection fraud. No, they all know it. it's it's all a cult. It's all a conspiracy theory. Everything it needs to be set aside. It needs to be pushed into its own little universe yep. so that it doesn't keep spreading. Back to Trump. Then, in the past week, we also had the Democrats pushing for the Twenty Fifth Amendment to be used by Mike Pence, but he shut that down and said nope. We also had <laughs> five years too late. The PGA, who is the golf body (laughs) finally coming out to say well actually we've had a long think about this and we've decided that we shouldn't have any more golf tournaments at places that Trump owns which includes now that Trump doesn't have uh, unlimited power we're gonna like try to distance ourselves from him wow so it means that the US Open which was due to be held at Trump International in Miami has been taken away from it and also Trump Turnberry which I believe it's the RNA here in Scotland have have said, yeah. nope, we're not going to have the prestigious uh, UK Open or the Scottish Open at Trump Turnberry as any time soon, as long as Trump is still running or owning the place. It's not. It's yeah. not coming back. I mean, to be fair, Trump should just ditch the Scottish stuff anyway because he hasn't turned a profit in any of his Correct. Scottish holdings since he got them. So, so. The, the, the discussions and the rumours that were going about this week was that Trump was actually most disappointed about the golfing news as opposed to the impeachment. Of course. He, he thinks he's a serious golfer who just needs to cheat to win. 
even at golfing. The other great story I heard this week was, I, I'm sorry, we'll get back on track in a minute. The other great story I heard was that in 2000, and, I want to say 2007, right. was maybe, maybe earlier than that, there was an angle in WWE, the wrestling show that I still sadly sometimes watch. Oh, as in like an angle as in a person. No, sorry, an angle as a storyline. There was a storyline. So not like a Kurt angle. No, there was a storyline in which Vince McMahon, who was the, and still is, the owner of the company, got into a limo, and the limo exploded. <gasps> and then that was and that was the cliffhanger for for the episode, for, for next week's episode. Yeah, did evil man die? Donald Trump phoned up to make sure that was Vince McMahon actually still alive? And this man was then elected president. <laughs> So oh, yeah, no. that's that is who we are dealing with. Someone who actually had to phone up to ask that what was was Vince okay? <laughs> is Vince is Vince all right? <laughs> I saw his car go up. <laughs> okay, so with all that said, here we are, twenty twenty one. Trump being impeached for a second time, but ultimately, James, will this mean anything if impeachment fails? Because I can well see the Donald making some sort of return. In 2024. Yeah, he's going to try if he's still alive. Um, so maybe the Republicans will be keen to shut it down now so that he doesn't, so that they can actually just put forward some other, like, more more subtly slimy person. Well, well that um, to me is, is the biggest argument for yeah. why Republicans should be voting for impeachment, because otherwise... Trump will come back in 2024 and he will be split the base the de facto nominee because he has that cult of Trump behind him and anyone who's against Trump is a traitor. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so the, this is the chance. He will either become again the the Republican candidate or he will lose the Republican one and just go independent to try to win and split their base. Ah. Like now they do need to get rid of him. It's whether or not they have the brains to realize that. I don't I'm not sure they do. I mean, I I don't know why McConnell actually suddenly cares because he is not going to be alive much longer. Well, well, genuinely, I do think it's because he he sees that this is the potential future. Yeah, but based off his whole entire existence, he clearly doesn't care about the future beyond his own existence. Otherwise, he would be doing nicer things. (laughs) That's my whole point. (laughs) Okay, right, let's move on then. Linked to all this has been the ongoing row on social media after Twitter, oh, man. and subsequently after that, several other social media platforms. Oh, several? Like, everything. Everybody basically turned off, suspended, and deleted Donald Trump's accounts. Yeah, he's been banned from, from media. He didn't even have accounts on it. This is this is an impressive wave. Yeah. If, again, too late. So this was uh, late last week. Twitter, in a blog post, explained that Trump's account had been permanently suspended due to the risk of further incitement of violence. They said, or Jack Dorsey said, the decision was made after close reviewing of recent tweets from his account. And following that, it just became a big tech purge. So Facebook chucked him off, YouTube shut him down. And then as you say, James, (laughs) platforms that I don't think Donald Trump had an account on also banned him. Yeah, he's so, been banned on Twitch. Snapchat banned him. I'm pretty yeah. confident he didn't have a Snapchat, but okay. Also, Instagram, YouTube. I think he got banned on TikTok, which is ironic. He did get banned on TikTok, which I did see a number of tweets about yeah. saying that actually TikTok banned Trump before Trump could ban them. In my heart, I I wished that TikTok didn't. That TikTok were the only people that didn't ban him and that Trump had to resort to using TikTok. <laughs> that would have been... That would have been kind of tasty. Yeah, so this has then sparked the the conversation of how much control should these social media platforms have? Because along with Trump, a bunch, I want to say 70,000-ish QAnon accounts were also deleted <laughs> yeah. from Twitter. And, and suddenly the Republicans realized how many of their followers were mad. Indeed. <laughs> a bunch and of them posting about, I've lost 30,000 followers. How is this fair? Like, well, how about you don't get a cult following? Link to this then, they all jumped over to Parler, yeah, which on Sunday, course. just days after this, <laughs> yeah. Amazon said, hey, we're not going to host Parler anymore. And unless they could find another site to host them, the site was going to go down. And lo and behold, the site went down. And now they're all on 
Telegram and Gab. Yeah, Telegram, which actually is a very good app for security. Um, I would recommend Signal above it for your day-to-day life when you finally move off WhatsApp, move to Signal, even though Elon Musk told you to. This is one time where Elon Musk is right. Um, <laughs> Why? Sorry, just just tangent. Why Signal? Because uh, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of open source. You can see the source if you want to, um, and it's very secure. And it doesn't have backdoors, and it doesn't share everything with Facebook. Okay, okay. A couple of questions first of all. Okay. About Twitter's decision here, some of the feedback was, okay, Trump's gone. Yeah. But... Where's everybody else going? Well, no, when, no, when? Th- that's that's not my question. <gasps> <laughs> Trump's gone, but Ayatollah Khamenei, well, yeah, the yeah, Iranian yeah. leader, is still on it, despite calling for the death of Israel. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. When's everybody else going? I saw right. that J- Jordan Peterson came out of, out of the shadows to tweet that. Out of his coma? Yeah, to tweet to tweet something about that. Is he still eating only meat? He's pretending to eat only meat, yeah. Okay, anyway, back to the point. They're a bunch of a grifter family, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so I saw this too, um, in terms of where's everybody else going, and I agree. I agree with these people. Twitter, now that they have become moderators of yep. things beyond just like, what is clearly illegal and not, um, have got themselves in a bit of a situation where they're going to have to find the line. Yeah. And some things that a lot of people tweet does cross that line. I know of people who have been banned for a lot less as well. Just like a a little jokey threat between friends and stuff like that. So Uh this happened already. They just haven't done it to such big names before for huge big actions as this. Um, usually Twitter's just taken down the little people, but now that they're they're they're, they're they've got their sites on uh, on legitimate verified accounts, uh, they do need to 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 make the rules clear, um, because there are certain things that if what Trump did was wrong, yeah, those are wrong too. Right. Well, the the CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, put out a several tweet statement about an hour ago, in which he defended his company's decision to ban Trump but also acknowledged that the move stemmed from his failure to promote healthy conversations and also sense a dangerous president. Mm -hmm. Precedent, I should say, as opposed to a dangerous president. Well, that too. Yeah, well, it got rid of a dangerous president, but it sets another dangerous precedent indeed. Yeah, because the thing is that Twitter spent so long taking a light-touch approach to moderating his account and only in the last, what, two months? Started decided to start putting warnings on his tweets and then eventually shutting him down. Yeah. And and then banning his account has real ramifications because it means that as much as it may promote a, a healthier uh, space, it does make the conversation a little less balanced. Um, and also uh, well, and also these people are now going essentially underground, which is what happens when uh, yeah, it's easier to infiltrate underground. Okay. But it is also what happens when jihadists are attempting to come together. They form their groups on Telegram. Yeah, indeed. Or WhatsApp. Yeah. Because they've got nowhere else to, to have these conversations. Yeah. Uh, but the good thing about those conversations being underground, one, um, is if you're in the group and you're a secret agent, you're in. It's exactly the same. Right. Two, because it's underground, it isn't contagious. It isn't just posted publicly and you're not going to convince the masses uh, just by existing in the right space. Okay, um, that's a fair point. So, like this, this, this side of the argument, this like the conversation's less balanced. Nope, nope. That's not how this works. If you cross the line into inciting violence, that's not balanced. You can't balance with that. People on the other side don't have to be like, well, okay, I guess I'll incite half of a violence, and then that's that's fair. Uh, if you cross the line and start inciting violence, you're out. And it's, a, it's the duty of the people who have been crossing that line to pull themselves back to normality and have their right-leaning space on Twitter, which still exists and is still massively populated, even with the, the conspiracy theorists gone. Uh, the balanced chat, I hard disagree with. There are things I, dis- I, I agree with. We've discussed one already. The other one is um, one of Angela Merkel's points on it, which was... Uh, she also was a bit ups- a bit upset that Twitter banned Trump and that they had the ability to take such a large platform away from a leader. Uh, I, I, I kind of agree, but the problem isn't Twitter. The problem isn't Twitter's action. The problem is that we have, as a whole world society, global society, decided that Twitter is the platform that we're going to use and that Facebook is the platform that we're going to use. And 
that Trump, instead of having media briefings and stuff, decided to Twitter. Yeah. And Trump, instead of like talking to all the media that he had, only talked to some of them and tweeted lots. Well, part, part of that, just to add in a machete to your intellectual thicket once again. Oh, of course. This is due to the fact that when Trump made these public in front of TV appearances... Yeah. He often embarrassed himself, and he exactly. was aware of that. He was aware that when he was essentially being asked questions that he did not know the answers to, he felt very exposed. Whereas with Twitter, he would write whatever he wants, and then, and then he would watch the forget about it. The Chirons change on the TV news networks as they all reacted to his tweet. Yeah. So Merkel and the likes who are trying to say that this is a Twitter problem, incorrect. No, no, but 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 Twitter should have should have had a, a much better handle. On oh, yeah, no. dealing with Trump's behavior. Yeah, but that's not what they're saying. They're saying that Twitter removing him is a problem. They're saying that Twitter having these powers is a problem. Uh, they're wrong. Twitter ha- is a business that has these powers. Um, if we want, we should. If we want free speech uh, on on social media, then the government needs to make one and needs to popularize it. <laughs> if you're a politician and you're worried about getting deleted from Twitter, how about you use the media? Instead, who will actually get your message to the world in the way that it is truly digestible, not in your strange, uh, kind of not really understandable tweet forms. Uh, it's a, it's a kind of it's kind of a stupid argument to be to be saying that uh, that all the social media platforms have too much power and that it's their job and it's their responsibility to 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 reduce their power. Nope, it's our job, and it's the politician's job. Um, We've got to shift the platform away from business and back to a public platform. Not by punishing business, just by actually using the public platforms that we have. Okay, one final story here before we move on to what's been happening in the UK. It's now over a week since the riots on Capitol Hill, and we have actually had arrests, James. Mm. Things have actually happened. Yeah, not only are people within the courts looking to prosecute a whole bunch of names. We've actually had the FBI bashing down doors, but really just politely knocking um, to arrest all sorts of people. Many of the people who who became internet famous overnight, we've got shoes on Pelosi's deskman. He's been arrested. He we've got Viking. He's been arrested. Yep. Uh, we've got Podium Thief. He's been arrested. Zip tie guys also arrested. Zip tie guys have been arrested, and Ben Shapiro tried to like casually, slightly defend them by saying everybody has zip ties. I saw this. Um, Sorry, he he tweeted, "Everybody I know has zip ties. What's wrong here?" I don't have zip ties. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> like. Some of the things he tweets, I, I, that could be an entire episode myself. It's fine. He's just an idiot. No, no, yeah. Ben, ben Shabib was just really dumb. And that's fine. If you like him, that's okay too. You just you got to recognize how stupid he is and then you can like him for, you know, entertainment purposes. So as of, sorry, as of Wednesday, the US attorney for the District of Columbia said 160 case files have been opened and more than 70 people have been charged so far. Uh, but these are yeah. just the beginning, said officials. It, well, yeah, better be, because that's not a high number, and they all videoed themselves. <laughs> Including a couple of people... <laughs> Saying their names. <laughs> a couple of them, one of which was a lawmaker in Texas who then resigned because yeah, yeah. he literally was on selfie cam as he marched into the Capitol. Yeah, a couple of Capitol policemen have have lost their jobs, maybe yep. been arrested. One of which was posing for selfies, the other one actually led... Supporters inside. Yeah, I called out. I called out selfie boy. I think it was a selfie guy. I called out. It was like one Earth. Um. So yeah. The, the other one I saw was the CEO of, I want to say, Consignia, who are a marketing company in Chicago, who've been CEO for nineteen years, uh, and then was spotted at this Capitol riot, and of course idiot. got fired. Yeah. Duh! Just dumb people doing dumb things. Some dude in a band whose name I've forgotten because the band is actually irrelevant. The most relevant thing he's done is lose his fame for storming the capital. Um, <laughs> you know, there are repercussions. And, and also, of, of all the times you could have worn a mask and got away with it, I know. These people... Oh, okay. Anyway, that's good They're news. They're so into the mask conspiracy cult that they decided <laughs> to own us all by making it easier to arrest them. Now... There's a lot of chat about the ins and outs of uh, <laughs> the 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 numbers of of people that were not getting arrested at BLM and getting arrested at BLM, comparing it to this 
these two events aren't comparable. Let me remind, remind again to my small, small audience, storming the Capitol is not compar- comparable with nationwide unrest. If you think, yep. hey, eight people died in the BLM riots, and that means that they're twice as bad as the, as the one single riot that happened in one place for a couple of hours. Maybe the measurements are, uh, are, are incorrect. But it's also the reasons for the protest. The, the Black Lives Matter movement was based on the fact that racial inequality and racial violence by police states yeah. across the world is still a massive problem. Yeah. Whereas this riot... Whereas the capital was like, <laughs> my baby boy didn't win. Based, yeah. The president lost... And he told us that it was stolen, so therefore we're going to come and take it ourselves. I'm linked to this, yeah. by the way, James. One final point. I lied. I do have one final point. The FBI have come out to say there are planned protests. There are, indeed. In in all 50 states for the January 20th inauguration of Joe Biden as yeah. the next president. It was, yeah. It, te- it technically was not just the one location that was getting stormed. There were other minor stormings and they're going to try yep. it again when biden's getting uh getting his uh his old oath swearing going on do you suspect that this time the capitol police and other law enforcement agencies will be prepared for it i, I imagine they're gonna not be stood down this time um you don't get away with with light security twice i think the the key investigations that are going to be going on right now we'll be trying to find the people who who were on the side of the of this of the storming from the inside so you've got your congress people who were who were like tweeting out i think one of them tweeted out pelosi's location as the thing was ongoing clearly trying to direct people to the right space to to get her yep um and all of the people in charge of security and whatnot that were really not making the right decisions. The The immediate investigations are going to be trying to get rid of all those people who are making things a lot less secure, and then we'll see the, the more normie human being arrests afterwards. Um, so hopefully those work, and all the, all the little Trump cultists who have positions of power um, can be, you know, taken into custody for a bit, uh, and then we can get through with an inauguration peacefully, hopefully. Um- even if it's Biden, who's really boring. I'm sharing my favourite arrest story of the week. Ooh. This was Larry Rendell Brock, who had been seen entering the Capitol with flex cuffs, ah. which are essentially plastic handcuffs. He was arrested in Texas after his ex-wife turned him in. Yeah, yeah. She uh, told local press, I saw this was happening. I was afraid he would be there. Uh, I then saw the picture. It is indeed such a good picture of him. Yeah, yeah. And she turned him in. Indeed. We, there was a few like family members turning in there or revealing that it was their like, the relatives. Some, like, I saw someone tweeting out that their mom was there. <laughs> it's like, because uh, their mom had been complaining about the BLM riots and saying that you just got to abide by the law. You know, there's been, a, there's been some yep. karmic retribution here and there. I guess my, my final question then is, and I know an ex-wife has is, is clearly got perhaps a bit more grounds to be uh, to dish out that karmic retribution. But let's say that your brother mm-hmm. or or a relative of ours right. had been seen at the Capitol riots. Yeah. I suppose it depends on the re- relationship you exactly. have with them. But it is also kind of your duty to be like, well, I do know that person. Hey, FBI. It's it's Graham. <laughs> like, it's the problem is the only people I know who would be caught in a situation I disagree with, I'd be completely happy to be like, all right, finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a valid point. Like, it's people like the only people who do this kind of thing are the I've been wrong and I'm unapologetic people. If you're wrong and you and you realize it and you apologize, sure. But if you're wrong and then you decide that being wrong. Oh, it's time to double down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> try and uh, undo an entire democracy. I, I think at that point is, is I, we give up on on trying to sway you over. I, I agree a lot with people, families, and stuff who have empathy and they try to bring their 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 their, their misbehaving children back into the fold. You know, hey, that's that's good. That's good. Even a, even a little law break, and hey, we'll try and sort that out and make sure they become a good citizen. Sure, 
But at some point, it's crossed the line and it's time just to be like, okay, family is not enough. I think we need to trust the system of justice. People do have a right to protest, though. Just, just this wasn't a protest. That's the whole point. Right, James, back to the UK and restrictions in Scotland have been tightened further. We have been in lockdown now for a couple of weeks, but yesterday, Wednesday, the First Minister Nicola Sturgeon announced that click and collect services and takeaways will face more stringent rules in an attempt to yeah. clamp down on the number of cases and deaths, which, as I'm about to share, are still very high. incredibly high. So only shops selling essential items, which is clothing, baby equipment, uh, homeware, will be allowed to offer click and collect. And also takeaways can no longer let people inside. Yeah, you they must operate instead from a hatch or a doorway. Exactly. Uh, some organisations have said that these new restrictions could be revenue crushing for many businesses. Indeed, indeed. And further harm the already struggling retail and hospitality sectors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these changes come into force on Saturday. And linked to this, James, is, as I mentioned, the fact that on Wednesday, the UK recorded its highest single day deaths since the pandemic began. 1,564 people yeah. died within four weeks of a positive COVID test, brings the total number of deaths to almost 85,000. It will yeah, be it will 90 be. by the time the weekend comes around. Yeah, This is now the grim statistics that reflect the fact there, are now be, there have now been more deaths in the second wave of COVID than in the first one. Indeed. So James, a lot of, uh, lot of news to, to take in there. Let's start with the the restrictions in Scotland, because I'm unsure how much telling people, picking up food from takeaways, you can't go inside. You just have to pick it up. You have to pick it up outside the door. I'm unsure how much of a difference that's going to make because how many people are going to takeaways at the moment right now anyway? Well, exactly. The limited amount of people who are actually going to a place instead of getting it delivered, it's going to affect that small number. So instead of going in and, you know, like touching a, 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 a table to to rest for a little bit, you know, blah blah blah. All those little human things that we do without even thinking. It limits. But, but even it. even the amount of infections that we're spreading inside in takeaway places must have been minuscule. Yeah, minuscule can be can be removed though. Scotland's being overly cautious in some ways compared to the rest of the UK, but it is definitely effective because uh, the cases per capita are lower in Scotland than in other spots of the UK. So I think they are. I think. Changing the business in this way that I can only imagine is small because who is walking to a takeout right now um, surely is good. Um, Maybe it will affect the revenue somewhat, but maybe we should be doing something like the if you order online the government will pay two pounds of your order you know something like that just to encourage people just stop going to a place stop making hotspots just stay home get things brought to you, disinfect it on arrival, all the rest of the stuff. There are always going to be better ways to do it than the supporting the capitalism that the UK is inevitably going to do. But this is this is a, a decent compromise. Right, but, but clearly something is still not working because I know that a lot of these deaths will be essentially lag figures. Yeah. These will have happened a few weeks ago and then yeah, it's only it's, it's now that we're, we're getting to them. It's going to go up again this week. Yeah, these are only going to continue to get worse. Mm-hmm. But part of that, I believe, is down to the fact that people are more, I want to say relaxed about it now. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that the number the numbers no longer mean anything. Yeah, the numbers a long time ago crossed the point of like being actually something we can comprehend and empathize with and just becoming a number and that sucks we know for a fact that people are more lax about about restrictions because it's been so long and that's that that also just sucks however i know exactly one huge contributor to this mess and it is businesses how so there's a whole bunch of office work and a whole bunch of of just sit at a desk work that is going on where people are still not being allowed to work from home. 
I, I, I know myself a few people who are complaining that they could be doing their work at home, but they're being told to go into the office. And I know this is a nationwide problem. And the government isn't adding any legislation that makes businesses have to like prove that they that they have that they need the work to be done at, on premises. There's no protections. There's nothing. We need to have fewer reasons for people to be traveling to gather together in one space and then going home at the end of the day. We can have further restrictions on what businesses are allowed to in, tell their workers you're working on premises, and that won't happen because businesses don't like it, even if it really doesn't affect turnover very much. There have been some suggestions in the last few days of the targeted numbers of people who are getting the vaccine that uh, the various governments across the UK would like to reach by a certain point in time. Yeah. The Scottish government, I believe it was the health secretary, Jean Freeman, said she would like to hit 400,000 people a week by the end of February. Yeah. Starting with the most vulnerable care home workers and then working their way down to over 70s and then over 60s. Yeah, yeah. I got I got a, a letter from the NHS about it. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. What is, did, it, did it say you've got a date? Let, or? let me know. Let me know everybody that's going to get the... No, just let me know everybody who's going <laughs> to get the vaccine before me. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Not to say, oh, by the way, James, you're really important to this business and to the world. No, 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 no. Therefore, you no. must get a vaccine. No, no, no. It was, hey, uh, old people, they matter. Uh, slightly less old people, they matter. People with like vulnerabilities, they matter. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll stay at home and not get a vaccine. Easy peasy. Okay. Do you expect that this... I know these goals are, are pretty lofty. Ambitious. Considering the Scottish government also admitted in the same sentence that there have been some holdups with the vaccine rollout. Indeed. And uh, blaming bureaucracy and also Brexit for that. Of course. Well, Brexit is easy blame right now because <laughs> it's such things as... I, I think I saw that some trucking companies are have increased their rates per kilometre by like a multiple of three or four. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. So Brexit will definitely be making distribution a little bit more difficult. Um, I, w- I will say that I, I think I recall... Somebody in government in the UK saying that, that comparably Scotland is is behind on the vaccine rate, whereas like we're not. So that felt a bit bad. Weird. So I'm trying to, I want to be a bit proud of Scotland right now because somebody told us we were not doing a good job, but we were doing as good of a job as they were. Okay, well, talking of governments doing bad jobs, let's talk about free school meals. Hey! So this is the news that after images emerged on social media of meagre food parcels being delivered to um, deprived families in England and Wales. There has been a renewed call from Marcus Rashford, the Man United footballer, uh, as to what on earth is happening with this contract to from the UK government to give these uh, 30 quid worth of yeah. of food vouchers to families. So Just give the money to the families, you dopes. If you, if, did you see the pictures, James? Yeah, it's like genuinely tiny amount of food i have no idea how you can mismanage to to a situation so poorly to buy like maybe two days worth of 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 food right so i'll i'll tell you or i'll describe what's in this picture so this was on the back of the campaign from marcus rashford which was to give these school kids from underprivileged areas and backgrounds 30 quids worth of lunch meals throughout Holiday time, yeah, and and any and now beyond. And now beyond, yeah. But yes, this contract was given to Chartwells, and James, lo and behold, the CEO is a party donor to the Conservatives. Oh my goodness, I am so surprised of the cronyism. I know. So this thirty quid voucher or thirty quid hamper, I should say, got got these people a loaf of bread, a tin of beans. Two yeah. bananas, mm-hmm. two carrots, yes, two potatoes, yeah, a tomato, mm-hmm. three apples, yes, a parcel of pasta, yeah, 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 uh, some some cheese slices, mm-hmm. what looks like frubs, yeah, like fruby things. I think I think two two like date biscuits, yeah. So public funds were charged thirty quid for that. We we paid a lot of money for that. And if you actually went into the shops and bought this, it would have cost you 
Five pounds twenty-two. Five pounds six pounds. It's, it's ridiculous. So Chartwells have taken a twenty-four quid profit, and that's just yeah. one parcel, let alone the hundreds of thousands yeah. that they made across the UK. So of course there has been outrage. Well, oh, no, this. they've made a mint out of it. Yeah. However, <laughs> yeah. James, I I feel we re- we repeat this criticism or these criticisms on a weekly basis. Yes. But it is, it just makes me sad that people in the in business in in the UK have taken this money and said right how can we spend this as frugally as possible to give people yeah, we the least amount of food so we can make the most amount of profit like yeah, that maximize profit is disgusting is totally immoral but it's exactly what you expect from the Tories contracting someone to do a thing is a complete waste of money and an inadequate product this is something that's happened at almost every stage of of the virus for whatever needed to be done. Tory government tells their mates to do it, gives them an absolute pile of money, and then their mates spend the bare minimum um, and do a bad job. The thing that this does is it shows us the power of having somebody like Rashford on the label. Right. Because people feel empowered to complain, and then he can back them up. And it actually gets public attention because the BBC can be like, mothers and one of your favorite celebrities are saying this is bad. And it is. It's bad. And what are they going to do? Oh, now we're going to add in breakfasts for free. Not for free. Why are they saying for free? That's a lie. We're paying for that breakfast. You're not doing anything for free. The the, the responses that they that they that the company have offered are are embarrassing. This is saying a thing like this isn't this isn't up to our usual excellent standards. I'm like, well, prove it. <laughs> what have you done of it of excellence that, that that proves that this isn't up to your standards? Oh, it is disgusting. And it's the same same as ever. The Tories who claim to be the party of like reasonable spending just constantly funnel money to their friends and 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 just watch the taxpayer go under. The funniest thing that the company said. Actually, the parcel was only supposed to last one school week. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? <laughs> I get not the weekend too, and it's not supposed to last multiple weeks. <laughs> disgusting. It cost them ten five fifty for the food packaging and distribution. All right, where's the rest? Where's 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 the other twenty quid? Oh, you bastards! All right, James. Let's move on to what we've been watching this week. Have you finished any TV series or or, or movies? No. No. Okay. No, I, I watched I've watched one or two episodes from a lot of different things, but none of them came to an end. Right. Well, I've got two movies to review for my Marvel watch along, which, dear listener, is almost at an end. I am one movie, or rather, I should say, we are one movie away. The big daddy left, which is Avengers Endgame. Oh, big daddy! <laughs> We're almost at the end. It has taken several months. We're almost there. However, I did say earlier I had a story to share. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so James. This afternoon, oh, yeah. I will be on the panel <gasps> of the Royal Television Society's 2021 Awards Ooh. as we decide who gets one of the awards, which is the... How did you, how did you get on the panel? I've, I've honestly no idea. Uh, we decide the Current Affairs UK winner. So over the last... How many how many people are on the panel? I think there's 12. And you've, got a, you've got a pretty big influence then. 12's, 12's not a lot. And they're all from, you know, there's like somebody from Sky and CNN and BBC and ITV and blah, blah, blah. And then mm, there's me. And then Colin. I don't know how they found me. Probably probably LinkedIn. You better you better shill the podcast. So uh, anyway, the, uh, the awards, uh, the discussion is taking place this afternoon and then the awards are happening next month. Right. So I've had to watch 16 different TV shows. Yeah, from uh, from the last twelve months, I would say about mm-hmm. half of them were to do with coronavirus. Of course, of course. The other half were about people with the most tragic, horrible diseases and illnesses, and and essentially oh. following the, following them as they slowly die. Oh. And then the other half was politics. Like that's some uh, three halves. <laughs> yeah, indeed, it's just because there was so much quality in them. <laughs> There was so dense of quality. There was, there was twelve shows, and it was it was actually there were eighteen different topics. <laughs> okay, so I'm not going to review any of them. I'm just going to say that 
in amongst the 16, there are some very, very good shows, very well made. Some about uh, fighting the power, Britain after George Floyd, which followed uh, a few black teenagers as they went oh, nice. to the protests yeah. in London over the summer. That matters. But then we had other ones like Laura Koonsberg's Inside Story of Brexit, oh, yeah. which was essentially an hour of cameras following Laura Koonsberg reacting. <gasps> it was just like, something has happened. Let's zoom in on Laura's face and see what she says. She goes, oh my gosh, they've done it. <laughs> Oh, someone just texted me and said, this is the end of Britain as we know it. Oh, so dramatic. And then we come to the next scene and it's Laura walking powerfully through the BBC office saying, Boris has just called for, for a, an important meeting and we can't believe what's going to happen. At any point, did she like open up her like purse or something and then there was it was just filled with pictures of Boris? <laughs> she did not. But it just struck me, and not to pick on that program in particular, but with some of the entries, a handful, I watched and thought, how did anyone think this was going to win an award? One of them was one of them was an interview over Zoom, oh. which lasted for four minutes. What? That was like that was their entry. It was a four minute Zoom interview. Is it? <laughs> is anybody allowed to enter things, or was this I th- like? I a, think you have to be a, a broadcast selected list. It certainly was. I would say it was like a, a selected long list. That's strange. But what? honestly, it was some of it. I just thought, are you just putting it in to say you got you nominated for it just to see what happens? Oh, anyway, that's what I've been doing over the last uh, few weeks. And interspersed You've with that, a lot of stuff. Interspersed with that has been well. I've been watching it on my VLC player, so I can speed it up to like one and a half times. Oh yeah, 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 excellent. <laughs> so interspersed with that was Ant Man and the Wasp and Avengers: Infinity War. So. Yes, yes. We have reviewed, or rather I have reviewed this on the show before. Ant-Man and the Wasp is the sequel to uh, the original Ant-Man, and it is probably the the least offensive, most banal. Yeah. Just it is a film. straight down the middle, very safe. It is a film that exists. Yes. And I don't think I would ever choose to watch it again or recommend it to anybody. Yeah. It's just there. It is only one part of a marathon, <laughs> and that is it. And it's it's fine. Like Paul Rudd, I I think is great, and he was he's a good guy. He was a, a, a tremendous and inspired pick to play Ant Man. But Indeed. when you've got Michael Douglas and Lawrence Fishburne, and a great cast, a villain Walton Goggins who does absolutely nothing. Yeah. And charismatic people, left, right, and centre. Michael Pena, David Dastmalshin as well is also great. Indeed. But. They do nothing. They just they just, just play the characters who are yeah. pencil sketches of actual people, and that's it. And that's how you make a successful franchise. It's it's fine. It's also just very very generic. Mm-hmm. Contrast that with Infinity War, which having watched it back, I haven't watched it for a long time. It is actually very good. It intertwines. It is entertaining. It is. It intertwines and dovetails these various stories that are going on in various different locations very well. As soon as you start thinking, hmm, what is Thor doing right now? They just go to, oh, it's probably time to tell you about Thor. Yeah. And they yeah. think, ah, yes, but what about Iron Man? He's been on that ship with Doctor Strange for a long time. And then here we are. We're on a ship with Doctor Strange and Iron Man. Hey, There are, I would say, the quippiness of this film does get a little bit irritating. <laughs> indeed, indeed, I remember that. Because you're you're thinking, okay, there's a time and place for your funny little quips. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The problem was that they brought in all of the all the different jigsaw pieces that each of them had their one quippy character, and they forgot that some of them didn't need to be quippy anymore because the other ones could carry that weight. And also a reminder that Drax is still an idiot. Oh, Drax, such a shame. And it's not played with any. Nuance or subtlety anymore, shame. and it's and it's it's uh, that bit sucks. However, yeah, in terms of what it what it did and how it portrayed Thanos as jo- well, Josh Brolin as Don- Thanos as opposed to Thanos playing Josh Brolin, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which would be an interesting film. He's great. Maybe that's the next one. You know, as as an example of how a superhero movie can actually do justice to a villain. Yeah. Infinity War is great because Thanos, I think, has the most screen time out of anybody. No, definitely the the best version of Thanos and one of the best villains uh, within the Marvel Universe. Yeah, and, and he's given clear motives and he actually shows emotion and he's not just bad for being bad. Yeah, and we can understand him. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. 
and he's got this he's got he's got character as well he's not just like hmm i am bad he he he's he makes a couple little funny gags or he or he shows a little inner inner version of himself that he uh-huh. doesn't really want people to see all of that stuff so th- the film ends with thanos clicking his fingers and we shall see oh or rather we'll see if he can unclick said fingers what's happened in the yes. finale to this Marvel yeah. watch along next week, which I am very glad to be getting to the end of. Indeed, indeed. So yeah, the, the film had a lot of errors as usual, but they were they were outweighed by by just the general entertainment. Yeah, I mean, if you if you are happy enough to sit there for two hours forty. Oh, I know. One of the errors was how long it was. And be <laughs> and be entertained. It, it does actually work. I I enjoyed it. Yes. Anyway, if you, dear listener, have seen or watched or finished anything. Be that a game, or a, a book, or a, a film, or a TV show. Yeah. Then you can, of course, send us a review. CeaseOperate.gmail.com. We'll happily read it out. Or, even better, send us an audio recording of you Ooh. chatting about it. Yeah. That would be great. Because yeah. then I don't have to listen to me and James endlessly when I edit. <laughs> I'm sure listening to yourself is more difficult than listening to me. Because <laughs> I hate listening to myself. Okay. So it's just so bad. Well, James, that brings us to the end of the show, unless there's anything else you would like to mention. Uh, yeah, if you all have had an altercation that you want to tell us about, whether you're in the street or with your pets, please, please feel free to do that too. Yeah, that would be great. Okay, James, thank you very much. I will off, I'm will. i off to decide an award. Oh, no, good luck. Have fun with that. Thanks. I'm off to just edit some stuff. <laughs> Sounds great. Okay, bye, James. Bye.